Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Well, good evening. Happy Sunday to everybody out there. Back to the Futures here with Brandon Sprague, Lucy Burge on the East Coast. My co-host, as always, of the BetQL Network and the BetQL family. Thank you for turning on Back to the Futures every Sunday evening here, uh, 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern, on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app and wherever else you get your podcasts and check us out. We appreciate all the support. Uh, A lot to get to in today's show. A lot of football, surprisingly, to discuss. We also have some NBA to dive into a little bit. We can talk about a bit of a dud the uh, Stanley Cup finals have been. Yesterday's game, my God, what a blowout. Uh, But Lucy, happy Father's Day weekend. We'll have some Father's Day things to get to as well. But happy Father's Day weekend. How was your sports weekend? Yes, happy Father's Day to you. It was something else. This was kind of a perfect Father's Day for my dad. Happy Father's Day to my dad. Spent the day with him in Connecticut. It was fantastic. The Red Sox won. The Yankees lost. And that's really all you need. It was a great day. That's just bookend a nice little day here. So uh, both of them by, you know, a small margin. So there's a little iffy on both ends. But yeah, great stuff. Um, the Celtics are uh, still a little bit of a damper on the whole just aura of this time I'm trying to drudge up all the pain that I'm trying to push down to really reflect tonight mm. on on how awful that really was. Like it was just such a downer because you had such a great day in Boston in sports because you have of course the US Open which we will of course get to starting off on Thursday in Brookline down the street and then you have the Red Sox playing a day game and then you had the Celtics leading up to a trifecta and the Celtics just ruined it all. Like they just ruined all of it. But the golf continued on, so we had something to kind of push forward through. But other than that, just it was—it's been a great weekend. Oh, fantastic weekend! And I, we'll get to the NBA Finals because I want you to share your pain and your agony, and we'll allow you a couple minutes here to kind of get into how you're truly feeling today. And also, a lot of us out here, Lucy, like I hate to tell you this, we want to revel in your misery because Boston's won too many championships recently. And so while I'm mad I lost my Boston bet, um, I kind of enjoy how upset Boston fan is today, mainly because I'm jealous out here in Portland, Oregon, that you guys have gotten all the championships for the last 25 years. But let's start, as you mentioned, with the U.S. Open. Matthew Fitzpatrick ends up uh, winning the U.S. Open. Funny because he actually won this event as an amateur in the exact same spot at the country club in Brookline. So he goes back to Brookline and he repeats it this time from 2013 to this time here in 2022. A great end to the tournament here. We had a bunch of guys. Scotty Scheffler, the number one golfer in the world, uh, kind of coming down to the wire there at five under. You had Will Zalatoris going back and forth. Matt Fitzpatrick bolts up the leaderboard uh, starting on Friday. Colin Morikawa, um, you know, Rory was in the mix. You had a pretty solid leaderboard here in the U.S. Open. Uh, but Matt Fitzpatrick, who is plus 5,000, Lucy, to uh, win the whole enchilada and win the U.S. Open, ends up winning it outright against Will Zalatoris, comes down to the final hole. Will Zalatoris is maybe a half inch away from pushing this thing to a a playoff, a two-hole aggregate playoff against Matt Fitzpatrick, but he wins. Did you have any scratch whatsoever on on Matthew Mm. Fitzpatrick? No, I did not. I had McElroy. I took McElroy mm. first at plus 1,000 because okay. I, I love Rory. Rory. And I, I love Rory, but no, it fits magic. Sprig, I had so many t-shirt ideas for this tournament. You had Live, Laugh, Love, which was a bootleg shirt outside of the Country Club in Brookline. Again, the Country <laughs> Club in Brookline. Keep in mind, 
they rejected Tom Brady as a member, this country club. So Tom Brady yeah. haters watching this thinking, oh, well, they finally accepted him, but they did reject him at first. Live, laugh, love. Fit, there's Fitz magic here. It's taken, but you could do a shirt like that too. So, and chef's kiss for Scotty Scheffler. I think chef's kiss should be a t-shirt. So sell all of those country club in Brookline and, and all of the, the other U S golf tournament people make those into t-shirts except for laugh love, which I would assume you don't want, but I had McElroy. So no, I did not win anything on the, the tournament. Today. Well, I, I just what a I love, roller coaster, roller coaster on the leaderboard. Holy moly. So Scotty Scheffler, it's funny. I'm watching this. I watched every day, but I watched Friday, Saturday really, really closely. I watched most of today as well. But Saturday, Scotty Scheffler goes from six under and he finishes at one under. So he drops five strokes. He gets all the way back to the top of this leaderboard. And he's the number one player in the world. So you kind of just assume, okay. Scotty Scheffler's probably going to end up getting this the way that he did at Augusta when it came down to him and Cam Smith in the final round. And he couldn't quite get to that six under number because Matt Fitzpatrick did not miss a green in regulation. For all you golf nerds out there, all you fellow amateur golfers that, you know, love to waste all your money on it like myself and act like you're ever going to get better and you don't, a green in regulation is amazing if you can, you know, at our level get to like, 40%, 35%, like that's an amazing day for you. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick did it, I want to say, 18 out of 18 times today. He was just unbelievable, great in the fairway as well, except 18, and this is where it got dicey. 18, he's got all the room on the right. He pushes left and gets right behind the lip in the sand bunker, a fairway bunker, and you're kind of just thinking, okay, does he get a punch here, and he tries to par and hope that uh, Will Zalatoris just, you know, pars or bogeys. No, he went for it. He got out, hit it clean, and dropped it, I'd say, within 11 feet of the cup. Just an unbelievable golf shot if you've ever played the sport. And so while this was a great weekend, I think, of name recognition, a Matt Fitzpatrick mm -hmm. might not resonate the way Rory does. He put on a hell of a show, and that's one of the better endings to a major championship you're going to see in the year. Oh, big time. And right here in Brookline. It's insane to look at. I mean, the weather's this windy. Windy was the big issue, but just did some insight into the chaos that was going on. I saw a tweet from PropSwap, a $2,000 Scotty Scheffler to win the U.S. Open ticket sold for $900 today of plus 122 for the buyer odds. The seller wow. purchased the ticket on PropSwap for $200 at plus 900. So, of course, that wow. didn't win, but the, the seller here... Big win yep. for the seller. So yeah, if you're if you're in a situation like this, go to Prop Swap, sell your tickets, and look what you could win here. I mean, this is the the absolute chaos coming down to the wire, which is of course what you want. If you have no yep. stake in the game, if if your guys are not in the mix here or are maybe in the mix but look like they're gonna win, that's kind of what you want in a, a tournament finish is chaos because you're on the edge of your seat. Yeah, we just saw the the note here, and I, I was going to get to it, but I'm glad Zach brought it up because I think it's a good it's a good spot to bring it up. And by the way, you're right. Like we talk with Luke Pergani all the time at PropSwap.com, and they're good. He's a good friend of the show. It's a great website. You know, if you like to gamble on sports like us, it's one of those put a couple bucks on a futures ticket. And man, if you get in a position where it could hit and hit big, you go to PropSwap. You can sell and make money on that thing, or you can go to PropSwap and buy a ticket and maybe still make some cash. Uh, Zalator is kind of becoming the Always the bridesmaid, never the bride situation. Runner-up at last year's Masters where he was unreal and kind of put his name on the national scale of things. Loses in the playoff at the PGA Championship. 
and misses a playoff by a stroke at the U.S. Open. Just unbelievable luck, even though that may sound like, oh, the quote-unquote unclutch guy. The good thing was that Will's out towards is he's still in his young 20s, and he is a golfer to be reckoned with. And I think a guy that ultimately is going to come through and finally win one. But, man, a, a little bit of heartbreak cities winning big money, but a bit of heartbreak city so far in some big PGA moments. I literally said that to Zach before the show. He's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Losing out on these, how frustrating must that be that you are right there, again, like the Celtics, right there, almost at the finish multiple times, and then it just all falls apart. Like, as a golfer, I... I will say I have never played a hole of golf in my life, but I do keep golf clubs in the back of my car to make it look like I, I do. I have a set of golf clubs in the back of my car, my brother's old clubs, because he and I went to the driving range once or maybe twice. And that's all I've ever done. And I keep them in the back of my car to make it look like I golf. So that's a fun fact about me there, but have never played a hole of golf in my life. But as someone watching golf, it must be very frustrating to not ever. I mean, I am as far from a a tournament or a tour championship as you could possibly be as a human being, not let alone a golfer. Um, And I, I even see how absolutely frustrating that would be. You know what? I'm a little like last if last week wasn't the breaking point of me being a little embarrassed of you. I think <laughs> you just finally hit it. Like I'd, I'd rather you just completely lean into the Nickelback thing than tell me you carry golf clubs in your car and you don't golf. One, that's dangerous. Yeah. Somebody's going to steal those Two, What the hell? Like who thinks I'm going to carry around golf clubs because no. I want people to think that I'm golfing. Why aren't you golfing? Yeah. It's a business tactics break. It makes people like if you're at a business lunch and people are like, oh, you golf, you know, oh, look at that. You, so you're lying to people. Are... You're basically lying. Yeah. And I would say yes, but you know, I will decline every invitation that you send my way to the golf course because I am very busy, you know, just busy all the time to golf too busy, but I drive around with them in the back of my car, listening to Nickelback. So that's just, that's just the life, you know, I, uh, I, I think we need to hold on to what you just said there because mm-hmm. the first sign of an absolute liar is when somebody asks if you want to do something and all you say is, I'm busy. I'm so busy, busy with all the busyness and the busy All the busy in my business. Life. Just a busy businesswoman. You know, it's it's one of those. I could right. be in a Hallmark movie and I discover the meaning of Christmas in the end when Santa tells me because I'm just so busy, busy in business that I, I can golf, but I have the clubs just in case the golf tournament breaks out somewhere. I have the golf clubs in the back of my car. They are very old. So no one, if they steal them, good luck to you because they, I don't, I think the strap on the bag is broken and that's why my brother gave them to me. Uh, what I would say, and then I want to get to the NBA finals because we need to enjoy your, your sad, sad tears here. Um, my only thought, and this isn't even a betting point, my biggest takeaway is, you know, Matt Fitzpatrick's a good story. He's a young player. I think it's great when the tours, uh, you know, the USGA is different than PGA. I think it's great when they get these young players that emerge and become kind of name, household names. My biggest takeaway was this. This weekend was exactly why the Live Tour is the most talked about irrelevant thing we have in sports. Yes, yeah. it's it's – it's a big story that Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson and DeChambeau and guys of that caliber are leaving for $100 million contracts. That's story worthy. We're not watching that golf tournament. It will never be able to top what we got this weekend. This weekend is why the PGA Tour is number one. 
and why it will always be number one. There's with the U.S. Open. There's a feeling with the U.S. Open. You will always any tournament the Live has with things like the U.S. Open. A good reminder this weekend: the USGA is different than the PGA, but it's all the same to me. It's not the Live Tour, and so for that. Good luck over there in the Live Tour, guys. Nobody cares. They will never care on the scale that they care about what we saw this weekend. Boston this loses the NBA Finals. Oh, go ahead. No, it doesn't have the prestige. This is it. This is, doesn't no. have the class or the prestige or the tradition of playing in these tournaments. And if you were saying, oh, I was in the Live Tour, yeah, who cares? It, it, it's it's old golf clubs versus new golf clubs like the the us open and the pga tour those are the new golf clubs that have the prestige and tradition and actually work and the old golf clubs are like eh, those don't work the live tour no one's watching no one's playing with those golf clubs no and, and i think i think that's the thing that i took away this weekend uh boston lucy they lose in six yeah and i i'm devastated because i had a pretty good size Futures bet on their finals chances to win. I was convinced when they went up 2-0 and like that series was done. I'm going to jump on the Ken Barkley train here because I said this all week on my radio show. And then I talked to Ken on Thursday, who does you better, you bet. I'm still weirdly walking away thinking Boston's the better or the more talented team. But Golden State proved they're the better team because they didn't make a million turnovers. How is Lucy Birds doing? How is the city of Boston doing? Uh, what was our takeaway? Celtics losing in six to Golden State. So I think I and the city as a whole are still a little bit in shock, getting better by the day. But I, again, I don't live and die by the Celtics. I love the Celtics, but they're not the Red Sox to me. But I still, the day after this loss, there was like a pall over everything. Everything was just subdued and sad and kind of in shock because, again, they were, they're the more talented team. And Jason Tatum fell apart. He was supposed to lead this team. They were supposed to win that game. They were supposed to win that game. The hype was so everybody was up and everybody was ready to go td garden was absolutely rocking and he just 13 points like what are you doing he was i tweeted this out he was supposed to have a game that you make a 30 for 30 about and he blew it it was supposed to be jason tatum carries the celtics who had the such long odds at the beginning of all of this they weren't cohesive all of that stuff they and they yeah, lost two home games and they, they lost three games in a row for the first time in 2022 it was they blew every record that were supposed to promise that they were going to win this championship and it was just a very slow sad fourth quarter where you're like yeah they're they're gonna lose this yeah. and that's just how it is um, we, we've got to wrap this one up. We'll carry it over. We'll get to some NFL dealings as well. Some over under numbers, uh, too. But what I would say going into our break here, I mean, at the end of the day, like you, you got outplay, but like game six was an embarrassment. I mean, that, that's yep. a pitiful was, way to go out. I was disgusted. The fight was awful. Um, it was abundantly clear early golden state was up damn near 20, if not 20. And yeah, they, 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 they scratched and clawed their way back into it. But ultimately you just never took them and thought that they were going to push it to seven. Tatum got completely taken out of that series by Andrew yeah. Wiggins and awesome. Steph Curry was godlike. We'll get to more of that. We got some NFL over under futures. We want to get to because this is back to the futures and we want to talk about a quarterback who is waiting to get his payday. Will he finally get it? We got more back to the futures coming up. Lucy Burge, Brandon Sprague on the BetQL network. It's Trista Crick. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to Quentin Mayo, Ryan Horvath, and me on BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, plus the daily tip, BetQL Daily, and You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network.
It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Draft is awesome. That is your best opportunity to make money as a better. Um, the menu is not as uh, wide as it, as it was in the past, and there's a reason for that. The books hate it. They were crying on social media. Guys, you, you done crying yet? Are you going to offer some bets today? It's like, God, they don't want to give up anything. It's the worst day ever. Uh, shut up. You know what? You don't have an algorithm. That, that's really what it comes down to. Your average Joes have an opportunity. If you put any ounce of effort into betting on the NFL draft with research, you will win. Unless you have to be ma- just compiling some of the dumbest long sh- all long shot bets and miss on all of them if you're losing money on the draft. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet. We'll do a the bad team that I'm not sure I got right at all. I had a really hard time figuring out what Seattle's rating should be this year to start the okay. season with. I thought that was really, really, really difficult when we get to that Monday night game against Denver. And it's an interesting game, more. right? Good prime yes. time home underdog against a team with a new, a new new coach and a new quarterback. Correct. Yeah. So I would say, and then the, I would say like the good team I had the toughest time with, this will be kind of random probably, Baltimore was okay. like really tough because they have had seasons recently where they have been rated as the best team in the league in the market, basically, um, in the regular season. And, and as so therefore, they, you know, the most likely team to win the Super Bowl at times in the year or, you know, win the AFC, etc. Last year was obviously weird. The year before even was weird and was the COVID season. You better you bet 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network, your home for wagertainment. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Chelsea, I don't know if you're going to celebrate or not. It's National Bourbon Day. So when this show is over, you went 1-0 last night. Your baseball picks have been well. Are you going to turn off the old camera and the light for yourself, some of that brown devil, and relax a little bit? Uh, no, because this show ends at 8 a.m. Central. So, no, I'm not drinking bourbon. I don't live on the bourbon set Mad Men. Like, who do you think I am? Don Draper? Chelsea, you've earned it. You've had a long day. You woke up early this morning. Your picks are doing well. Blake will be up soon. She's probably already up, ready for a full day. And Mama deserves a drink or two to sort of get things underway and get going today. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Your home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and uh, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts as well, if you're catching us a little late. Uh, Lucy Burge of the BetQL Network fame on Twitter at Lucille Burge. Give her a follow for all things Boston. Red Sox are going to win the World Series. And she is our very own prop queen in Major League Baseball. We were talking about some NL MVP stuff of who could potentially be leading that and how deep that field is. Whereas in the AL, it kind of feels like it's a runaway. We also talked about uh, maybe some Cy Young winners potentially. Uh, But follow Lucy on Twitter at Lucille Burge. You want to follow me? And my stupid hot takes at Brandon Sprague is where you can find it. We're here every Sunday back to the futures on the BetQL Network. We get some NFL over-unders and maybe some teams that we're kind of eyeing right now. I know it's June, 
But before you know it, it's, you know, mid-July and camp is underway and Hard Knocks is here and then it's the Hall of Fame game and boom, football season's upon us. That's how quickly yep. it goes. Um, we'll get back into some football stuff and, and I got a Lamar question I want to get to, Lamar Jackson. I wanted to get back real quick into the NBA Finals. Do you feel like, do you buy Lucy with this Boston team? Because Golden State's earned the respect of saying they're the favorite in the West. Prove me otherwise next year. Whereas in the East, the takeaway with teams like Boston always tends to be, well, you know, we feel great. And this is only the start. We're a young upstart team. This is only the beginning. Do you buy it with Boston or do you think that they blew a golden opportunity because getting to the finals in the East is going to prove to be incredibly hard the next couple years? So I kind of buy it. I Okay, I'm going to say I buy it. I buy it because they overachieved this season. This is much farther than anybody ever thought they could go. And they did it. And now they have a taste of that. That they were, I was still sitting there game six thinking they're in the NBA finals. This is the freaking NBA finals down the street from me. They're in it right now. The eyes of the basketball world. And that's why when it was over, it was like, oh, this is the NBA finals are over. The season's over and the Celtics didn't win it, but they were in it. Like you're like, wait, they were in the NBA finals. So I think that they have the taste of it now that they will be driven to, I mean, what happened to Jason Tatum has to be figured out. Like he's got to figure that out because that was really embarrassing. That was really embarrassing. Again, disgusting. I was disgusted by how they played a city of a team that represents the city playing like that. Absolutely disgusting. But I think one thing he will not do next season is any texts he sends to Kobe's phone, don't release those. Just don't show the world because now uh, oh, it doesn't God. look as as great and prolific. And again, could have been put in your 30 for 30 there, Jason Tatum, if you had won that game and the finals, then all of that would have been for your Tiger Woods shirt, all these things. But I think next season, he now will, they all will change the way that they do things in the sense that whatever happened in that game six, they're going to make sure that doesn't happen again. So I think they have now this experience again, and they will, I, I think they will be contenders next season. I would not count them out next season. I was Lucy. I was waiting for the Photoshop as soon as game six was done. Like when you knew golden state was going to win it in the last like three minutes, I was waiting for the Photoshop of Jason, somebody taking the screenshot of his text to Kobe's old number. And the next text from Jason is, sorry, Kobe, um, because like that was a letdown spot. Now, yeah, well, noted, did you see, did you see the photoshops? Because there were some where Kobe texts oh, back no. and is like, ah, oh, no, you don't. Like, you don't oh, got me no, today. Like no, all those no, things no, like, oh, no, no, bro, you don't got me. There were no. some photoshops, but ones where Kobe texts back and is like, ah, oh, you thought <laughs> you don't. No, got me. I didn't see that. Yeah, and that's that unfortunate. It's <laughs> a little unfortunate. It's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What would Kobe say? Probably not so great things because he really blew well, Jason Tatum. I think if I think Kobe would say the most logical thing there is like, Hey, you didn't play a great series. That's okay. Kobe in game seven in his last championship run, he won the finals MVP. I thought that was a mistake. I think it was a Pau Gasol finals MVP to me. Kobe's last game in that game seven, he was dreadful, but he did yeah. other things. And Ron Artest was big and Pau controlled the pain and they won a chip. So nobody remembers the game seven performance. It happens. Great players have struggles. The beauty is he's 24. And I know that's the old exactly. cliche with Jason Tatum. He's only 19, but only 19. I think I think the thing with Tatum, Lucy, is yeah, he needs to figure it out, but like he's also 24. This was a pretty big learning moment for him of getting past KD, 
than going against the defending champion, albeit a man short, and Giannis, and getting past him, and then getting past Jimmy Butler and a very good Miami Heat team. They were up 2-1 against the Warriors. Had they made any slight corrections and or stopped turning the ball over 15 or more times a game, they're probably hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy. So, yes, he didn't play well. It's, it's not the permanent stain on his career that people want to paint it. He can get better next year. I'm not ready to buy them, though, that this is only the start. I think it could be. But if I'm being honest, man, I look in the East, and I don't love James Harden, but I love Joel Embiid. So I'm putting Philly there. Right. I think Milwaukee's going to be right back in the conversation. Giannis is the best player in basketball. And, oh, by the way, Chris Middleton will be healthy next year. They could probably make a couple roster changes, but they still ultimately have Giannis. Uh, yes. Miami, Miami could very well land Donovan Mitchell. Like, we don't know what the trade market's going to be this offseason. It's not a given they're going to make it. They have to find a ball-handling player. Derek White wasn't it. Peyton Pritchard couldn't be trusted because he couldn't hit his shots. Jason Tatum was a mess, had the most uh, turnovers in playoff history. And Jalen Brown wasn't exactly uh, Mr. Perfect dribbling the ball, as was Marcus Smart. They might lose a couple of their guys to free agency. And, oh, by the way, once you start in a payroll, guys, you have to cut other ones. So I still like Boston. I'm not ready to say, oh, this is only the start. The East is going to be a gauntlet at the top, and I, I don't think it's a given. I think you got other really good teams that could get in their way. And in fact, I don't think they win the East if Chris Middleton is healthy. So. Right. Well, well this goes. is the thing. The thing with Giannis is I look at how he must have viewed that game six and how the Celtics played and thought this team, we let them beat us. This is not happening again. Are you kidding me? So I think Giannis and the Bucks are, that's why I would take their odds to win the finals next season because I would never count out Giannis. And again, I'm shocked that the Celtics were mm -hmm. able to get through Giannis. And I don't think he would ever let that happen again. He's like, these clowns beat us? Are you kidding me? Next season, that is not happening. So I would take their odds to win the finals next season, honestly, because Giannis is yeah. a force to be reckoned with. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. I mean, he's As still always, to me. I mean, obviously. Curry was awesome, and he deserves his finals MVP, and that was a good moment for him. Um, Giannis's numbers were equally as insane last year in the finals, including that Unreal. decisive game six where he scored uh 50 and iced the game and gave milwaukee the first title since the 70s let's let's pivot though lucy from the nba the nba season is over so now for us we still have baseball season and we i have sure a feeling do. i have a feeling next week we're gonna dive heavy into some baseball stuff and get to some mvp looks some cy young looks some division looks but i want to talk football here because we've had mandatory mini camps pop up and there's a lot of storylines right now. Deshaun Watson's one of them. But we've gone into detail about Deshaun Watson on this show. I want to talk about another quarterback out there. And it's one that needs a, a contract extension. And that's yeah. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has no representation outside of his mom. Uh, he operates on that wavelength business-wise. Doesn't have a real agent. And he showed up to mandatory minicamp for Baltimore looking for that contract. He was very coy when asked about his contract negotiations. But where are we at on Lamar? Do you think ultimately Baltimore and Lamar will agree to a deal that pays him roughly 42 to 45 a year? Is he looking for Deshaun Watson type contract of 231 guaranteed? Where do you think Lamar's at right now? Because he's been vague. Baltimore maintains the opinion they've offered him. Where do you think Lamar's at right now? 
I think he is looking for, he's trying. He's like trying to play the game without an agent, which is not the smartest idea here. But I think he will end up in Baltimore because when he was asked about this, he kept saying, we're in conversation. But yes, I see myself coming back to play for Baltimore, which you see little mistakes here that an agent would be like, don't say that, don't say that. If you're looking for this money, don't say that. He's very definitive about how he's going to return. And he said, I play football. That's what I'm here for. We're also, again, saying that it is football season. He said it is basically football season right now. So he has planted himself back in Baltimore. So that kind of, I mean, as someone who like is not great at negotiation and stuff, that, that seems a little bit more like he's giving the Ravens some, like, I don't even know what to call it, but they, like, he's saying, I'm going to play for you again. So they can say, okay, here's what we're giving you. And then he can say no, but that's not leverage for him. Like he's, there's no, he's not giving himself leverage. Like don't show up. Then maybe you have some leverage. I ask for a different amount. And then you, I, it's just, it doesn't seem like he's playing the game the way he wants to play it. But I do think he will end up staying in Baltimore after all is said and done. But I think he's just trying to work them a little bit and it's not really smooth. I don't think. Well, and, and the weird thing too, is you could say, well, but what's Baltimore doing? Like this is an MVP and yes, is he, is he Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers with the football? No, but he's a damn good football player who was the best one in the league and is taking your team to the division crown and or the playoffs just about every year he's been able to play health-wise. You could say, what are they doing? I, I got it on good authority from multiple people in Baltimore. They've offered him contract. They, they've said, yeah. here, here's 41, here's 42 a year, here's 43. Maybe he's looking for the Deshaun Watson special. And no, not the one you're thinking of, but the one with the 231 guaranteed million dollars. He got that one a lot of times, by the way. (laughs) Yes, he did. And the Houston Texans helped him with that. But I think what Lamar could be looking for is that contract. And that's the tough part, I think, for teams like Baltimore is you know what you have in Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. Like, you know the caliber of quarterback you have. I think Lamar's damn good. I don't know what the next six years of Lamar's career look like. They could continue to be this, or it could be injury-prone guy who doesn't quite have the accuracy and or, I guess, deep ball ability as some of these other guys. And that's a tough position to be in because we're talking about a lot of cash. So I think Baltimore's doing what they need to do. I think this is where not having an agent um, hurts. His mom is his manager, and that's kind of it. I think it's a fair question, you know, uh, Zach putting it in the in the the chat. Does he want to be in Baltimore long term? I think that's a very fair thing to wonder too. In in an era where we know sacrificing a couple million could go a long way for your roster and your winning. It's interesting that Baltimore's reportedly offered a pretty fair contract and he said no to it. Maybe they'll get that done, but maybe he leaves mandatory minicamp and they come back and we start talking about franchise tag situations because Baltimore has to draw a line in the sand here. You can't just give him literally everything he wants. There, There is a bit more of a, can you get us to the AFC championship? Like what, where is your ceiling and how does that look? Right. And that's where compromise comes in, in negotiations. And that's why having an agent is something that would work in his favor here for sure. But when he was asked about if he'll play in Baltimore the rest of his career, he said, I expect so. So yes, I do. So what do we do? Like, okay, so the Ravens Russell are like, Wilson okay, here's what we're going to offer. I mean, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. But if you're in the middle of a negotiation here in this kind of negotiation where you have no agent, what are you doing? 
say like, oh, right. we're in conversation. Say I am not, you don't have to answer these questions. You don't ha no one's forcing you to say yes here. So that's where his mind is, is like, yes, he wants to, I think. I mean, basically that's, that's just what he said. I know that a lot of times what they say is not always what they mean. But in this situation, it's like, okay, that's where his heart is, it seems, I guess. Because what tactic is that? If he's in the middle of negotiations, that doesn't benefit him to say that. It's it's a weird spot to be in, I think, for him of what his expectations are versus what the reality may be for him with what Baltimore offers. You mentioned, I mean, Tom Brady was quoted of saying 90% of what I tell you guys is not true. And then he that's comes out. That's what I was thinking asked, when I said that. Yep. Well, he asked, he asked, he was asked about not liking Bruce Arians. And he goes, me and Bruce have a great relationship. I like him a lot and I respect him and he knows how I feel. And I go, you just told us 90% of what you say is a lie. So like one sentence yeah. in that statement was true. The rest of it is absolute uh, BS. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see if ultimately Lamar, their odds, by the way, to win their division. Um, I got it at plus 160 to win the North. We got yeah. it at one, minus one thirty to make the playoffs, plus twelve hundred to win the AFC, and plus two thousand to get to the or to win the Super Bowl. W where would you lay those bets? We're quickly, and then we'll get some more mm -hmm. NFL stuff. The North, maybe. I mean, there's a little bit of value there, but I mean, to win the AFC, I mean, if you want to put a sprinkle on that, maybe I would not bet on their Super Bowl odds. That's not. No, I I don't stay away from that. Super Bowl thing. Yeah, I think they're really no. well coached. I think Lamar's good, but I I don't quite trust them on a Super Bowl level. I also I wouldn't bet them at plus twelve hundred. Although if you got a couple bucks and you're not willing to, you know, it's not a big deal for you to gamble. Plus twelve hundred is not bad. Twelve to one odds to win the AFC. Yeah, That's I mean, if you're if you're putting a couple bucks on like every team, sure. I mean, throw them in there too. I mean, like, <laughs> would it would it stun you though if if they let's say they beat let's say uh they beat the dolphins in wild card weekend they beat the chargers in the divisional round and the chiefs and the bills play each other again and knock each other not one out and they end up getting buffalo or something and they win it i don't know if that'd be the most surprising thing so 12 to 1 maybe maybe a good value bet i like the minus 130 to make the playoffs because they're consistent yes. i like the uh plus 160 is not bad it's not great but it's not bad to win the north but i'm not touching that super bowl futures ticket that's for sure but no, we'll see where where it ends up not uh with lamar jackson and whether or not he can agree to a contract very quickly lucy the celtics i just saw this in our group chat the celtics yeah. are plus 600 second best odds to win the finals yeah they're like near they're near the bucks in terms of odds so if i yeah. had to pick one i would pick the celtics over even over Giannis because look at those odds really yeah it's, no I, they're I, not I bad odds they're not. I'd still pay, uh, take the plus 750. Let's get to some NFL over-unders, Lucy, and some Father's Day stories to share. That's next. Back to the features of the BetQL Network. Shelton Messenger here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern along with BetQL Daily. You better you bet and bet MGM tonight only on the BetQL Network.
Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. When you have a great rapper, even if you are the best rapper on the face of planet Earth, they still have verses where they bring in other rappers to help them boost sales. Like, we've seen it with Drake, we've seen it with Lil Wayne, and I am not a rap historian, but that's usually how it goes. That's exactly how it is with the Mavs. Yes, Luca is one of the greatest basketball players on the face of planet Earth, but he needs some help, especially going against the death lineup that is the Golden State Warriors. And here's where the conspiracy theory comes into play. Oh, don't, doesn't the NBA want this series to go longer so they can get more ratings? Yeah, I think it does. I think they yeah. win at least one game. I think the Warriors have had trouble with complacency over the past few years. They know they're good, and they know they can put their foot off the gas pedal here. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network, your home for wagertainment. The sports betting world never sleeps. So wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. What are we doing in Phoenix taking on Dallas? Sides, totals, props, parlays. Anybody have any yeah. plays in this game? I'm going to take, you know what? I took uh, a... Oh, my God. Sorry. Joel, Joel, Joel Embiid did the suck it. The, the nice mm. suck it to uh, the crowd. DX, we call that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> holy cow. I, I didn't say that. Shawn Michaels did. He's a sexy boy. You heard the song? So I, I think I'm cute. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm sexy. I got, I got the, the looks that can drive the girls wild. I got the moves that really move them. They really move them. I make us in chills. There it is. There it is. Up and down this spine. I'm just a sexy boy. A sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Come on, Trista. I'm making them hot. I'll make them shiver. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment. A lot can happen in a day. A lot of... A lot of... And a lot of... Make any day a payday with the BetQL Day Pass. Unlock all of BetQL's proven data and analytics, five-star bets, and insider info for just one day so you can make better bets on whatever single day you want. No subscriptions, no strings, and all for less than five bucks. The BetQL Day Pass, exclusively from BetQL. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. June is National Ocean Month. So it's a great month to help protect marine wildlife, wherever you are. Remember to always cut up plastic six-pack rings. Better yet, reduce your use of disposable plastic altogether so that it doesn't end up in local waterways or oceans. And look to participate in a local beach, river, or park cleanup. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. Can anybody Lucy hear Burge me? Here. Oh, I hear you now. I hear you perfect. Awesome. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Look All at right. that. Down right. to the go. wire. Father's Day Miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Father's Day Miracle. Yes. Amen. That's what we needed right now. Yes, exactly. And now, yes, I think I still hear you. Okay. I don't know. Okay, now I hear If you. I bug out, I'll log out, come back in. Okay, all right. Well, you know, this is just dandy. Um, let's wrap some things up here, Lucy. We got over-unders in the NFL we can get to. And I want to get to some Father's Day stories. So you, you said before the show, favorite 
Father's Day sports memory growing up? Is sports that what you memories. said? Sports memories. Yeah, just like sports memories, stories, anything like that. I mean, I, I can think of a million okay. with my dad. So greatest dad in the world I have. Spent the day with him today again. I, I love him to death. So we grew up big sports family in terms of going to games, playing sports, everything. We went to Red Sox games all the time, family vacations, just going to, to games all the time. And then I played softball in high school and I was a pitcher. My dad got me a pitching coach, just the works when it came to this because he knew I loved it. So he would do anything for my brother and me, either of us. But he was he is a dad who was not like one of those typical softball dads who puts pressure on you and and just every session with the pitcher is just on you about everything but he would just kind of let me do my thing and because i loved it but he would he would say you know do your best and all these things but the one thing he would do is during games when i was pitching he would stand right behind the backstop and just watch me pitch and just watch every pitch and strike ball strike everything and it would, as as i was setting up and getting ready to pitch he'd be right there um but it was great like it's kind of funny after a while but great memory with my dad right before my college graduation my one of my graduation presents he got seats on the green monster at Fenway. And that was, I would say top one or two because my mom and my brother weren't there. So I can't say it's my top one Red Sox game ever, but it was a highlight of my life to go sit on the monster at Fenway with my dad. We had our Fenway Franks. It was a beautiful day and it was, it's a great memory to sit on the monster because it is very, very difficult to get those seats and to do it with my dad. It was a fantastic memory. No, that's those are both great memories. I think anytime we get to play team sports and, you know, your dad being behind the backstop to support you, getting the pitching coach, like I love hearing stories like that. Uh, I wish I could match. Didn't grow up with a dad. So uh, we but, move on. Know, uh, no, we, yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, we, <laughs> look, I, I didn't have him around when I was a kid, but like I got to know him a lot later and I've had some really good memories with him. We've golfed on a Father's Day weekend. We've gone up to a Mariner game on a Father's Day weekend. And now that, you know, I'm a little older, I got two kids of my own. I get to make my own memories. I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't say so much I got sports memories with my daughters, but I, I've had really good just general days with them. And so while I know a lot of people out there uh, have really good father-daughter, father-son memories on this uh, great Father's Day weekend that we get every year, I've more just enjoyed the fact that I get to hang with my dad now late in life. And I get to see my daughters every day, but like that day in particular, they go above and beyond to show me how much they care. And that, you know, that strikes a chord with me. That makes the old man almost cry over here. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. As we said many times today, as my mom said today, every day is Father's Day. Every day should be Father's Day where you appreciate your dad every day because I really do think every day how lucky I am to have my dad and my mom. But today is Father's Day. So I would say yes to my dad. Uh, favorite father, father, son duo. It kind of has to be mm. the Griffies, right? Or is there oh, it's the gotta bonds? Be, right? like, where are we going? It's gotta be the Griffies. I would say, you know what? Lamar ball and uh Lavar ball, I would say is a great father, son oh. duo. <laughs> okay. Any father, son, father, son quad of all the sons they have. And, uh, and Lavar ball, I think he and his sons really made a name for themselves and big baller brand. So I think that's a very good example of a father really doing right. Well, you know, in the end, I guess he did do right by his kids because he put them in the NBA, essentially, because their talent, you know, their talent is, is what it is. I mean, they're talented, but he uh, he was the loud mouth that uh, squeaky wheel gets the grease. So he really put their uh, name on the map. So there's a father son 
duo. Yeah. The Curry's. No, this would be a good this would be a good poll question. Yeah. I, I think the Curry's is a good one. I think the Mannings would be a good one. Uh Vlad Guerrero and Vlad Jr. are a great mm-hmm. one. I think the Longs are underrated in the NFL. The Matthews, they you know what I mean? Like there's a there's a ton of them out there. I'd be interested to see where most of America would vote. I guess I just assumed it'd be the Griffies, but mm-hmm. it's I guess it probably would be the Mannings because they're the most recent. Uh, and Dell was only in the league, I think, six years, whereas like Steph is the alt- one of the all-time greats. Archie yeah. was good when he played. Ken Griffey Sr. was good when he played. I think you kind of need the father to be a pretty good player if we're going to talk about all-time great father-son duos, right? Exactly. I think the Mannings are football royalty. So I would say, yeah, they, I think their lineage is probably the best father. Cause if, it's not just a father who played and a son who played or a son who was good and just a father who played. So I would say the Mannings because they were all good. Like they were all successful and we have LeBron and his son, Bronny coming up. So possibly there's yeah. another father son duo, yep. but LeBron is going to make sure his son plays in the NBA come hell or high water. And uh, yeah, so LeBron and Bronny, there's another Deuce Tatum and Jason Tatum. Another great one because I would say Deuce is an honorary member of the Celtics. (laughs) Already, he was he was on the court during the national anthem, so part of the team. Uh, Yes, Deuce and uh, and Jason Tatum. Uh, Yeah, there's a a bunch of more than you'd think, honestly, father son duos. And the best is when they get to play together in the same league or on the same team or something. At some point, like Tom Brady and his 15 year old son, at some point might play together. Who knows? Or, Or Brady will be calling games that his son plays in if his son even plays football, really. So one of those things, Brady will be in the league long enough for his youngest son to, or one that isn't even born yet to play in the NFL. Uh, I would say leave it to Zach Kroll, our super producer to of course, put in hockey, Bobby and Brett mm. Hall. I think that is an underrated one. Hockey's got some pretty good ones. Uh, also on the deuce note, I, I mean, I think they should have pushed for deuce to play. He, he probably had a better finals than his dad. He got more looks yeah. on camera. I've been like, Oh, that kid's adorable. He's cute. Whereas every time his dad was on TV, somebody was screaming at their television to, hey, learn how to play basketball again, please. You're amazing at it. And show Deuce and be like, oh, yeah, he's so cute. We forget that Jason Tatum really just absolutely blew it. I think Deuce Tatum and I also have very similar bedtimes because he was falling asleep in the first quarter of game six. And I was like, yeah, same. Same deuce. We are yeah. on the same wavelength here because that poor kid had to, but it's the life you live, the son of a, of a basketball player. I think he's doing pretty well, Deuce Tatum. Uh, let's get Lucius. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. I hope everybody, uh, you know, really enjoyed the day and has enjoyed the weekend and got to spend time with their father. And for those that maybe don't have their father, I, I know there's a lot of great memories for people out there. Uh, I want to run through as the uh, Stanley Cup. Is, is this a dud? Is this one over, Lucy? Is there much to talk about with the Stanley Cup? The Avs are up two nothing. Completely blew out Tampa in Game Two. Got up to seven to nothing. Uh, Avs minus 600 now to win the series lightning plus 500. If you like the lightning to respond the way they did against the Rangers, you've got five to one action right now, or is this Avs team truly the team to break up a potential three Pete and maybe stop a short dynasty run here because of how talented and powerful the Avs are. Where are you at in the Stanley cup? Yeah, I would call this domination. The avalanche are completely dumb. They are the, the true to their name. They're just an avalanche all over the lightning because they're burying them. Seven, nothing in game two. I mean, this is insane. I know the lightning want to come back and they're saying like this is unacceptable. This is not uh, who we are. But you're not the first, what happened in the first two games then? When, when was it, when it became not acceptable in the game one? Like game two, you lost seven, nothing. So where were you then? No, this series is over. 
absolutely O-V-A over wow yes okay <laughs> yeah okay. that's right I mean I mean, I mean look at this I, one thing I will say is I will be betting the over in these games because these totals have both gone over the over so yes I over the total so I am betting the over on these games I like that bet my goodness gracious yeah these I think the offense is insane I know, and and the goaltending in this series, I mean, Colorado's was fantastic in game two, but, you know, I'm not ready to bounce on Tampa because of how proven and dominant they've been, but my God, you mentioned it was an avalanche quite literally. That's just a powerful offensive team out there, and they're dominating Tampa right now. I'm not going to quite lean in on the it's over because I like the 5-1 to one Tampa's going to get now that they stand no chance, but, geez, does Colorado look like the team uh, to hoist uh, the old Stanley Cup this uh, this seven, year, seven nothing, seven, seven, nothing. seven nothing. This is the final, not finals, final. And yeah, uh, yeah don't, don't mess that up. Hockey people will be all over you on that. But no, seven nothing is quite a score in the Stanley Cup final. And I, I mean, that's very demoralizing. I don't know how in practice you come back from that. Honestly, I know you you can say we are going to be better. We are going to bounce back, but. You think about that, it's going to be stuck in your mind. Game three, it's it's going to be kind of, it's going to be there. It's going to be um, tough to overcome. Lucy, I don't disagree with that. Lucy, let's hit some over-unders in the NFL because we got yes, some more please. over-unders that were sent out. And you were back to the future show. So we try to give you guys an idea of where we would lean with some futures tickets if you're interested in hopping on. Uh, I will start with the Arizona Cardinals. Lucy Burge, over-under for the Arizona Cardinals right now is nine and yeah. a half without having a training camp and any preseason games where are we at on the Arizona Cardinals today are you going the over under of nine and a half I'm going under just because this is it's an unknown ish situation DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six games I feel more comfortable taking the under if I was to take anything I would stay away from this one personally but the Mm. uh, the under I'm gonna one the under okay uh I'm gonna take the over I think that they can win 10 games but I don't trust them necessarily Nine and a half is a tough beat in that division, but I think they can beat Seattle twice with that quarterback play. I think they'll end up getting the Rams once in a revenge spot. And the Niners are always kind of weird against the Cardinals. They have this, I don't know, this weird nature about them to lose at home to Arizona. Uh, Not that they've done it a ton. I just, there's a weird feeling there. I'm going to lean on the over of Arizona. And I think Kyler stays just healthy long enough. Uh, We talked about Baltimore over under nine and a half for Lamar Jackson and company. I do like the over on this one because I think Lamar Jackson will be back and, and his contract situation will be yeah. fine. The addition of Marcus Williams, I, I look at this and I'm like, yeah, the over. Yeah, I lean the over lean as over. well. I'll take Baltimore in that division. Uh, not trusting Pittsburgh right now and Cincinnati. I don't know. Fairy tale run or proven dominance now. We have to wait and see. I'll take Baltimore in the consistency. Buffalo is 11 and a half. Over, under. Over. Over. I will. Thousand percent. Uh, I'll take the under. I'll take the under. Is that going to do oh. it? Is that all we got? I can't tell. Flies by. Flies by every week. It, Insane. It, it always does. I'll give you one more as we go. I love Green Bay's yeah. over of 10 and a half. Oh, I love that one. Aaron Rodgers is just I such like a, his, where his yes. brain is, you never know. I like the over. I agree. All right, that's going to do it for us. It flies by every week. There we go. Sorry for the technical issues on my end. We'll talk to you guys next week. Lucy Burge, Brandon Sprague, Back to the Futures in the Big. It's Trista Crick. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to Quentin Mayo, Ryan Horvath, and me on BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, plus the daily tip, BetQL Daily, and you better you bet on the BetQL Network.